podcast with me Craig Barton. Now this is another of the conference takeaway podcasts but this time we're somewhere a little bit different. So for MathsConf 15 we recorded live in the AQA grounds head office and today we've upgraded. We are now in the grounds of none other than Alton Towers. You'll be you'll hear kids screams, roller coasters, possibly the screams of Joe Morgan as she contemplates going on the Wicker Man after the recording of this. And yes, as ever, I am joined by my co-host Joe Morgan. Hello, Joe. Hi, Craig. Now I should have said I don't think I have why we're actually here. It's Just Maths Conference. We've just finished Just Maths Conference 2018, run by Melon Sagar. This is our second year of doing this. Uh, me and Joe, but our first year of recording a podcast here. And we got down last night, uh, stayed over in Alton Towers Hotel, which, I mean, <laughs> this is, I know this isn't a TripAdvisor podcast, but I'm not <laughs> sure I'm recommending it as a place to stay. I think my kids would absolutely love it. I think it's very quirky, a little bit dated, oh, um, and bonkers, just absolute craziness everywhere. People singing songs at ten at night with kids dancing around. I mean, I drove in, I was knackered, and I was confronted by a pirate um, screaming, kids dancing, and I thought, get me out of here. But anyway, so we, did, we survived. We and just, they had no ketchup at dinner. And no ketchup at dinner, so yeah, you were not happy at all. So, um, very strange, uh, very strange place, but we were happy to stay there, and then today the conference has been held in the Alton Towers Conference Suite, and it's a bit of a conference with a difference in it. Mel and Seagar put their own different spin on it, don't we, Joe? They do. It's, um, it's lovely, because there's um, lots of kind of free stuff for delegates it's everyone stays together all day so not like a conference where you choose sessions yeah. um they have off qual the um awarding bodies um and then you and i presented and and also they presented so it was it's a bit different to the usual conference where everyone goes off and does their own thing so everyone stays together it looks like a wedding reception everyone's that's sitting around good. lovely tables <laughs> that's good with it yeah just the seven hours of speeches that's yeah, it. yeah, it that's, is, that's, good. yeah. <laughs> that's good yeah i like that not enough alcohol but yeah that's uh, that's exactly that's a good way of putting it so let's go through the um the sessions that we saw so um melon kind of seagar kicked it off and then it was ocr now joe we've got news for the listeners haven't we about uh, neil ogden's ocr session Yes, it's, it was very similar to one that I've already spoken about on this podcast. So, because I went to this a very similar session run by him at uh, Brick Me. Yeah. Um, so we've already kind of covered that. Do you know what day it was? I can't really. It's one of the four days. Uh, I think it was the last a... day, maybe. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to know more about Neil's session, tune in to that one. Um, and then session two. What, what was session two? And um, the second session uh, was Pietro Tozzi, who oh, is, yes, and yes. he's he is a great. He 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 does lots of uh, presentations for EdXL on kind of. Um, supporting higher tier students at uh, GCSE and he because um, they were running a bit over time he was going to go through three topics in the end he let everyone vote and they went for exact trig values and um, iteration so they they were the topics that he talked a bit about how to teach those Um, and I know he's really popular in the sessions he does when he goes around to edXL hub events and presents this kind of thing so you know he's a real expert on sort of GCSE teaching and what were the big takeaways for you from that one um, it was interesting because he was talking about um, the finger trick for exact yeah, You're not values. happy with this, are oh, you? It's just, I just don't, you know, I think, I know a lot of teachers do it. This is where, for people that don't know, this is where by looking at your fingers and memorising kind of the pattern, you will know the value of, say, uh, cos 30 or, or, or sine 45 and that sort of thing. Because we should um, say it's now foundation.
foundation, isn't it? As well. Yes, and, and this is the most frustrating <laughs> thing is that it just should not be on foundation yeah. in any way. And it's an absolute joke. And I don't understand how that ended up there. Surely people said, don't put that on. And it's annoying that it gets tested because I don't think it should be. Yeah. Trigonometry on foundation, fair enough, because, you know, uh, foundation now goes up to a higher grade. But I, I don't agree um, with the exact value thing. Like even the fact that you know, two, root, root root three over two or something yep. like that. No, no, sorry, one, like one over root two. They don't know how to rationalise that. Yeah. Like they, obviously they're not doing anything the, with it. That's the thing that annoys me about these some of these foundation topics. I feel a bit similar about where quadratics goes on foundation because it's kind of you almost like tease a bit of it, but it, it doesn't go anywhere. Like what what are the kids doing by yep. knowing sign thirty exactly. is a half? Yep. It's just like it just seems a token yeah. thing that doesn't. You can't go deep on it. Yeah. And I, yeah, whereas whereas at higher tier, it's not just that it leads them somewhere else, like they're going to use it at A level, but also you can do some nice problems with yes, it. Whereas at, whereas at GCS uh, Foundation, it's literally just a case of the question will be write down the value exactly. of. Exactly. Which is just a waste of time. And higher, they can link it in with certs and And they're, and they're spending, and a lot. the kids at my school, Foundation tier spent, and higher tier, spent a lot of time memorising those trig mm. values. So it seems to be a lot of brain space being taken yeah, up. I'm sorry, yeah, that's yeah. not technical, but you get what I mean. They're, they're, they're using a lot of their... Um, their memory on these on these facts and it's not ideal so which is why I taught mine that they draw out the triangles and they work yes, it out which is still yes. how, how I do it now I haven't memorised them I draw the triangles every time most of my students were happy with that but some of them did insist on learning the finger trick which I didn't teach them got it and what iteration any takeaways from that one um, it's interesting because he talked about the rearranging formula thing now that Ooh. is not on AQA and I teach AQA so I don't have to teach my students to be able to show how to rearrange a formula in order to, to, to yes. create a formula you yeah. can do iteration with um, so he talked a bit about that which is very relevant to people who teach um, edXL and he showed them uh, one resource I liked was an MEI resource where it was like um, uh, something like I think it was x cubed minus 4x plus 1 equals 0 in the middle and you had to show the various different ways you could rearrange that to make yes. x a subject and then of course that leads on to some of these um, will then converge if you do an iteration some of them won't so it, you know there's some, there's some nice stuff to do there and I like the fact that edXL has the rearranging in because mm. again it doesn't feel like a token add-on because they can yeah. Buying two two skills for the price of one in yeah. a question, and at A level, they always have to do the rearrangements for that. So yeah, I like that one. Um, anything else from uh, Pietro's session, or was that um, the main ones? Uh, it, it was. Um, he mentioned something about graph transformations and about how some boards included stretches. I need to check that because I have blogged before to say that no one needs to be teaching stretches I'll anymore. I'll tell you now. I'm going to go on the record. There's no stretch. And you know what? A lot of people um, make graph transformation resources still now. Yeah, 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 share yeah. them. Everyone's like, that's an amazing resource, and it's it's always got stretches Stretch in, central. and it's like. Don't let's not spend time teaching that I mean yeah obviously we're allowed to teach things that are not on the spec that's fine but people need to know that that will not be tested because yeah, it's right. not on the spec anymore and that's your classic thing where you find a five star resource from Tez from 2013 yeah. on graph transformations and it's got all the stretches yes yeah, yeah. and right. actually the best I mean MathsPad came out with some great resources that don't have stretches on and I haven't seen many other ones like that got it and I thought it was a good session and I guess the other thing to take away from that is how experienced Pietro was right Mel oh, made yeah. a good point about this how long have you been teaching 30 years or something like that something like oh, that and he had a time. fact didn't he Here's one for the listeners to play along with. What do you think the average age of someone claiming a teacher pension? Was that the, was that the stat? Uh, I've got okay. the answer. I've got yeah. the answer. But I think it's that, right. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, what, so what is it? I, I, I don't know what we're going for here. So the well, average age of someone claiming a teacher I think pension. That's it. I think that's it. Yeah, I'm getting nods from the, okay. the audience here. Yeah. Because I'm thinking there's another stat he gave that was interesting. But go on, go on. And now I'm hoping I've got the answer right. So listeners, what do you think it is? 
I'll tell you now, 13 years. For 13 years. And oh, I they've guess, been teaching 13 years. And then yes. they're, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah And again, I suppose that's your classic thing with averages. That'll include a lot of people who just yeah. dropped after one or two yeah, years or so. Yeah, I see what you mean. Pietro was 30 years in, something like that. Yes, Very I experienced. Yeah. And it was a decent session. I should say, did you hear that? That was the noise of the wicker man yeah, behind. Yeah, I so. heard that. I'm getting nervous. Yeah, Joe's yeah. heart rate's only going in. <laughs> uh, right, so session three. Is this where you, you this come This was my play? session, yeah. So this was you. So what did you chat about? Um, well, they asked me to speak about resources. So I just did a short session where I talked about how resources are not the most important thing. Because I, I worry when I talk yeah, about resources yeah, yeah, that people yeah. will think that I sure, think sure, this sure. is the be all and end all. And I don't. Um, but I talked about how there are lots of very bad resources out there that I have some go-tos. And I talked about um, CIMT, um, Don Stewart, MathsPad and Corbett Maths. And then I just showed They're some... classic. And oh, I, yeah. I like your point there that there's, especially CIMT, CIMT there's no mistakes in them. Yes, they're, they're, good. they're good quality Tried resources. And they're not amateur. Over time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I talked about some new stuff people might not have seen. It's all stuff that's been on my blog before. So I talked about these um, recall starters and that's where um, you have four questions um, on, as a starter for every lesson. But one question will relate to what you did last lesson, yep. which is what I like. I, I think it's really important to do. One will relate to what you did last say last week yep. one last topic and one last year or something yeah, like that it's nice, um, so it's a nice bit of bringing in what you did last lesson which you need for this lesson but yes. also revisiting old topics it's lovely structure that yeah and like I showed that. some examples of that and then I showed um, two um, new sort of makers of resources people might not have seen before so one was Maths for Everyone he's amazing right yeah oh. great resources and and they're really good quality and he's making loads of them and they're so usable they're yep. really really free nice free as well all on test. beautifully laid out yeah. answers with them yeah, all yeah yeah they're, they're fantastic and the other one was something that's really new to me, which is um, bossmaths.com. Um, and this is a brilliant website. I've not, not heard of this. No, so this is and one, it's what? B-O-S-S? Yes, maths.com. Bossmaths.com. So I blogged about this in a Gems post a little while ago, and I, was, I, I really need more people to know about it because it's do. fantastic. Um, and it's got, for every single thing on the GCSE spec, right from the basics right through to top of higher tier, it's got a full lesson. And it's got, so that means it's got um, a warm-up exercise, examples... Exercises at different levels, uh, misconception, like a, like a guess the mistake, an exam question, and a challenge question for every single topic, and, and they're really nicely presented. What's the story behind? Who's behind this? Um, I can't remember the name of the guy, so apologies if he's listening. But he emailed me, um, and he's been working on it for a while, and he's kept really quiet about it. And then he decided that it was time to kind of share it with the world. Leashing. They are. I think he shared it with me because they are planning to have some premium content, sure. but which is. But the, the, the stuff that's on there at the moment is all going to remain oh, free. And it's just the sort of thing where if you're planning a lesson you don't have a resource, instantly it's all there and it's so easy to find. So people really need to have a look at this website. Awesome. I should say, Joe, as well, I was thinking what you said in the last maths comp uh, takeaway we did that I thought was really important. Remember when you went to the non-math specialist oh, yes. thing? Yeah. And how you said knowing that the answers were correct is so important. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So that makes me think if you're in a department that's got non-math specialists, direct them to someone like CI. Because Absolutely, instead yeah. of getting a resource off Tez where God only knows if the answer is yeah. right or not, yeah. let's go to something reliable so yeah. they can be a bit more Absolutely. sure about it. And the CIMT, people sometimes think their answers aren't available because yeah. on their website they're not in your exactly. password. But because you've got the, I don't know if it's you did it, but they're all on yep. Tez now exactly, and their yep. answers are on Tez. So that you was can me, get Joe. Them. Thank you for the credit. <laughs> Um, and that, I thought it was a great session, Joe. I'm Thank biased, you. but I, I enjoyed that one. <laughs> um, and then I, I got up and did my usual thing. So I was talking about um, 
presenting examples uh, using silent teacher, show call, blah, blah, blah. And then also variation theory, which I talked about uh, on the MathsConf uh, podcast. But the interesting thing here was this is the day after the Twitter storm. Yes. It had all been kicking off. So yes. after I launched variation theory on Saturday, we're now recording this on Monday. Yes. Uh, Sunday was when it all started building up. Um, at one point I was called dangerous, the most dangerous man in mathematics. And I'm very happy about that. That is a great I've thing never, to be called. I've never yeah. been called dangerous. Yeah. I was also called clueless, which wasn't That's quite not, as yeah, good. Yeah. But uh, I'm, ten- I'm forgetting that and I'm going with dangerous. Um, and just to put it out there, I think it's been kind of misunderstood. As I said in the both the presentation, the conference, and I say on the website, I'm not saying that intelligent variation is the key to everything. I'm not even saying that I do the strict definition of variation. I'm just saying it's some way that I like to present exercises. And if people like them, use them. If people don't like them, don't use them. Absolutely. And ideally, don't call me clueless. But if you want to, that's well, all right. It was, as well. it was all very predictable. Yeah. We, we knew this would happen from this. Yeah, you know. it's a shame. And I just want to give a big shout out to Jess Pryor and Ben Gordon, who were on the receiving end of some of these tweets and didn't deserve to be because it was the yeah. fir- they put so much work yeah. into this. It was the first time presenting anything, and I would never want to discourage a new teacher from sharing stuff. Anyone, Absolutely. but especially a new teacher. Yeah. And I just think to myself, like. I don't know, maybe this is just me, but there are a lot of people who produce, who teach in ways that I don't necessarily agree yeah. with and understand. And it'll be the same for you, Joe, I mm-hmm. imagine. But could you ever imagine if a teacher set up a website full of free resources that you didn't agree with, mm. that you would just go on the rampage? No, and that I call them clueless or I say just, thumbs down or something like, like that. It's like, no, you don't speak to people like that. It's, yeah, it's, really, it's, it's really quite odd. And it's a way, it's an online thing. People don't, these people wouldn't do it in person. And I've spoke to Ben and Jess and they're, they're not giving up. They're carrying on producing the stuff and yeah. I will keep producing it. So we'll move, we'll move, moving on from that. So that then, now this was a shame, wasn't it? Because the conference was running behind schedule and next yeah. up was Andrew Taylor yeah. we like Andrew from AQA Andrew, yeah. but, and he had a half hour uh, session planned out uh, but he had to condense it into kind of 15-20 minutes quick, yeah. <laughs> and, he, okay. and he spent a lot of that session saying how he had to reduce it down, <laughs> which was not the best use of his time but it was a shame because I thought I thought it was a great session because he tried to do something different right he tried to show how you can use exam papers and exam questions in different ways yes so what, what were some of the things you liked that he talked um, about it was interesting. He said that it was interesting. He said there was he AQA were criticised this year about there being no trig on foundation, and yeah. and that was at my school. They were they were the teachers who taught foundation classes were annoyed there was no trig because they'd spent Quite time a lot on of trig. Time to it, yeah. um, but you know he makes valid points. They, they kind of they can't. They have, there's all these. There's so much they have to get in there. They have all these. They have to balance all these assessment objectives mm. and all this content, um, and they can't test everything. Um, it, he I liked the way he talked about how he's taken your SSDD questions and changed what SSDD yeah, means. So you call it. You were saying it's same surface, different D. Which and it is, because yeah. I've invented it. Yeah, yeah, so he's he's now got a spin on that, which is same start, different direction, and if he which produce- I think we all prefer. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if Andrew Taylor produces a website on this, <laughs> he'll be hearing from our lawyers, because I'm not happy about this. But he was nice, because he was taking, he based it on exam questions, hasn't he? Yes, and he I has, think yeah, that's, it's good. that's potential, that, to take an exam question and think, from this same starting point are the four directions this question can go and I think that's a really nice use of exam questions I enjoyed that absolutely enjoyed it was that. really nice yeah he also did he also nicked as well goal free problems didn't oh, he yes, so he was that, yeah. and again that's nice so taking an exam question and Pete Mattox done a lot of work on this and other other uh, yeah. maths departments take an exam question stop it being goal specific so yeah. remove the uh, find the value of x or whatever and change it to what can you find out yeah, so, um, that's nice. we've, we've spoke yeah. about this in the past but again clever use of exam questions and I like the fact that AQA 
are not saying use this exam paper for everything because he, he had a bit of a go at QLAs. Oh, yes. Um, he's not saying use exam papers in full for assessments. He's saying, actually, let's take individual questions and we can do something really, really useful with these because some of the questions mm-hmm. are beautiful, yeah. really well written yeah. and so on. Um, anything else on Andrew's session? Um, no, because it was so rushed and then we were all off to lunch quickly and then um, and it was and it was a shame he didn't get more time, but, um, you know, as always, top quality stuff from Andrew. And we have to say, I, I always like to comment on lunch at these things because it's my main way I judge <laughs> conferences. It was a decent lunch, I have to say. Yeah, it was a nice big buffet, loads of cheese. Right. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things where you have a, loads of different stuff on your plate, loads of random things. Plenty of chicken, so I was happy. And would it have been ketchup for you? Was there any? I didn't have any, but there was some, was so I think they were lying yesterday. So you'd have been, yeah, you'd yeah. been happy enough yeah. with that. Okay, and then we went back in, and then what happened? Oh, it was off call, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it was a similar t- a presentation to last year. It was very kind of technical, and they're talking about how they decide who gets a grade nine and stuff like that. And it's you know, it's all kind of. Um, I'll tell you a good fact about that grade nine. Yeah. What, she said that if every maths teacher in the country sat the GCSE yes. and got a grade nine, it wouldn't affect the number of sixteen-year-olds who get. Yeah, because they work they it all out. Based, they, they kind of ignore they kind of those anyone over the pot. sixteen. Yeah. So, because the, they said, this is interesting, they said that they'd had loads of concern about it this year because the BBC journalists are taking yes. the GCSE this year. So, people have been contacting Ofqual saying, well, these BBC journalists are going to skew so, the results. So, what do they do? Work out the grade nine boundary based on 16 year olds yeah. and then just use that. I assume so. above. Yeah. I'd like, I'll tell you what I'd like. Let's have that. Let's have a, a distribution for sixteen-year-olds. Let's have a separate one for everyone else. <laughs> so they're all up against. Yeah, like, so so it, it would exactly have been it would have been male up against yeah, the BBC exactly, breakfast That's exactly what I want. <laughs> I want a competition. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Let's set standards. Well, then, for but then we'd all here. take it, and we'd all be having like it'd be a big competition about ma- well, amongst maths teachers who can get the grade nine. Yeah, exactly. You get you get maths teachers getting grade fours. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there, off qual if you're listening. That's the thing, is that the, the, the ridiculous way our system is set up is that if they did that, then we'd have maths teachers failing, which is ridiculous. They'd be failing on really high mm. percentages because the system's set up so someone has to fail. Exactly. Crazy. There's some deep message in that, there isn't is, there, somewhere? Yeah. Um, anything else from the off qual section? Um, I mean, she talked about things like, um, on the higher tier, only one-sixth of the marks are aimed at grade four. So the 20% grade boundary just makes sense, given yes. that the thing is, if they were to, if people want the higher grade boundary, for grade four, then they're gonna. The exam will have to become easier, and then it'll be really hard to differentiate at the top end. So it kind of the only way it works when you're trying to cover all the way from grade four up to grade nine on a single paper is to have a low grade yes. boundary, um, which is frustrating because it obviously then we get all the criticism for the low grade boundaries. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was in, it was interesting. Like last year, it's it's nice to hear from the experts on this. So. Got it. And then, now this was something that was lacking from last year. This was Mel yeah. and Sagar um, doing a bit of Just Maths. And yes. that, that's what people want to hear from because they've, they're have they an award-winning team. They've essentially turned around two schools in mm-hmm. terms of yeah. uh, maths departments, maths results. And what I, before I let you kind of take the, the, the main bit of this joke, what I found interesting is that they're not afraid to say that we are focused on exams, right? Mm-hmm. There's no talk of enrichment, no even talk of kind of, developing a love of maths through the kind of activities it's about let's make these kids feel successful yeah. and let's get them really good and, and let's change their life through, through creating exactly. opportunities because you know a, stu- a student will have opportunities if they have passed their maths GCSE and um, yeah Mel says she makes no apologies for being an exam monkey yes, yes. exactly <laughs> and, and do you want to just talk through some of the strategies because they kind of shared some of their secrets to success yeah. and some, some I agreed with some I kind of questioned I thought there was some interesting yeah ones. I mean she was kind of on, and she said the same, same thing that you 
was saying she doesn't do differentiation, she supports and she doesn't do the thing that a lot of teachers do where they give different work to different students, which I agree with as well. I've, I've never done the different work for different students thing. Um, so it was nice to hear that that's, she does that as well. They have English and Maths tutor groups in Year 11. So from Year 7 through to Year 10, students are in normal tutor groups for registration in the morning. Yes. But when they get into Year 11, they go into a group for uh, either English or Maths, depending on their priority. And they have all their tutor times, all their form time throughout Year 11 is a, basically a Maths lesson or an English lesson. So they're getting all that extra time. They've got that, that kind of... Um, that forced contact time, that captured time um, that they have, and they basically start the day with a bit of maths every day, and then they go into their lesson in a sort of in a in a good frame of mind and yes. set up for the day. Sounds like that is really successful, and that obviously has to be a whole school policy. It's not something the maths no. department can choose to implement. It has to be SLT and choosing. That, that to time will add up, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, throughout the week, yeah. weeks, months, yeah. and so on. That's that's significant I, I, extra I, I, hours. I'm assuming they set these maths groups, so that means they can re they haven't got foundation well, higher yeah, in the same group. So, so that's them really effective. Some organisation. Yeah, because you can't do it. You can't do it with existing tutor groups because they've got that mix of foundation exactly. and higher. Because we try to do, um, some of some of my colleagues try to do in their form time some maths, you know, because they had a year eleven group. Mm. But there's such a mixture in the room; it doesn't really work. But I think, um, yeah, if you can set that up as a school, that sounded a really. I mean, she said policy. that maths teachers shouldn't have a, a tutor group; they they should be doing this. So there should be no maths teacher with, say, a year seven form group. She said we're not there to listen to stories about how their pet died. We should be teaching maths in tutor time. So um, yeah. These poor kids with their dying pets. Um, she said, um, "Oh, and then and then actually, they also with their tutor group, their door is open at lunchtime. The kids can come in and sit and put their headphones on. It's the only time they're allowed their headphones at school, and they can just do papers at lunchtime in their form room. Yep. And that's really nice. It's a sort of opportunity because I I like I've got this thing called Paper Society where students just have the opportunity to do papers. Paper Society. Yeah, yeah I've like written about it. that before. So I do it. It's like an after school thing throughout throughout Year Eleven where they can just come and do papers. Mm -hmm. It's not an intervention. It's not at all. It's just come and do papers. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like they're doing something." similar where they're giving the opportunity to do it. Um, they're saying that if any Year 11 lesson is being covered by a cover supervisor, they'll try and get a maths teacher on that. Mm. So look at the cover list in the morning and they'll say, look, we can't have that external cover supervisor um, covering Year 11 history. Yes. Let's get a maths teacher covering that lesson and sort of swap some cover around. And it's all about maximising time. With it's the kids, about isn't time, it? isn't it? Yeah. One, Grabbing every minute. It is, yeah. And they, and they admit that we shouldn't be firefighting in Year 11, but you know it is the way it is and they're doing all they can to get these students the best results. Yes. They talked about the monthly maths calendar that... Um, Mel always tweets these so she shares them publicly and they're sort of a, a maths everyday kind of calendar thing she gets the office to send them home to parents really um, nice. and so parents can if they want you can imagine I, I can imagine having that like on my fridge at home and yeah. I say to the kids right every day let's just quickly do this maths question which is really lovely and then email the answers out yeah. at the end of the month or yeah it's right. really nice I idea nice. and again these, they're literally emailing them so it's not costing the school anything yeah. it's not taking a lot of time so it's just once a month the office is doing it yeah I thought that was nice um, and there were two other things, there's loads of other stuff, yeah. there's two other things I mentioned. One was that they do two parents' evenings. Now my school does that as well for year 11. But they said the first one is right at the beginning of year 11, where they say they set up um, they set up stall for year 11. So they say, um, here's a revision guide, Saturday schools will work yeah. like this, um, this is how we're going to do the form times. And they, they lay it all out at the beginning of year 11. They hand out those revision guides or they sell them apart from the people premium. Yeah. And then they have another exam after Christmas, after the mocks. And they said that was their kick up the bum parents' evening, <laughs> yeah. where they um, the kids get their mocks result in a sealed envelope as they come in. Yeah. 
um, and then straight into parents' evening. Um, and and then oh, also they're relentless at following up on parents' evening no-shows. Whereas I leave that to a senior member of staff. Yes. We, as teachers in my school, we don't follow up yeah, on parents' evening yeah. no-shows. But she's like, she Mel will be relentless on those and she will follow up those no-shows. And I will mess with Mel, actually. So that no, would scare exactly. me yeah, yeah, a absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And the, there was loads of other stuff. The other one I'll mention is these foundation oh, paper challenges. I like this. I like yeah. this. So she said that at Edexcel, sort of head office at Edexcel, they will all sit around doing foundation papers and then later Graham coming clarified that they will do them as quick as they can with like distractions and, and they try and see if they can get full marks and they say that by doing that kind of in a rush as fast as they can in the office with all the phones going they do a foundation paper and then by doing that they can see whether any problems in the paper it's interesting um, isn't it anyway she said that she does foundation paper challenges um, with every um, with every class so if it's a higher tier class they will get them to take a foundation paper and challenge them to get 100% of yeah. it Exactly. And they said that at the first, the top sets are like, oh no, we don't want to do foundation paper. But then, you know, they might trip up upon the question and then they next time they still want to get 100% and right. they start asking to do these. Um, and actually, that is really it's valuable stuff. Idea. Because my, my top set, they'll, they struggle with some of the... They can do oh, the hard course. stuff and they can't do the basics. Absolutely. So that is a brilliant idea and that is one, that's my number one thing that I will do I liked, in the future. And yeah. I liked it that it wasn't even that they were taking the percent scores from the foundation paper. It was which question did you first drop mm. a mark on? Mm. And like, like the, he told the story, didn't he, about it was um, was it like the PE lads, the lads, oh, yeah. Who, yeah, playing the football and stuff. Not interested in maths. First time they gave him the foundation paper, like I'm not doing this. What's going on here? But then whenever that kid, I think he like got question eleven wrong or yeah. something like that. Yeah. He was then knocking on Sega's door, yeah. saying, "When's the next challenge?" Blah, blah blah. And they called one kid, one B. One or B. Some, it was a B. girl called One B, and they called her that because she always tripped up on One B. Question One B. <laughs> so I just thought it's just, and I, I think when I interviewed Mel for the podcast years ago, now she she spoke about this, and we brought it into our school. Oh, really, pa- really. Oh. Oh, because it's essentially the foundation paper is just a paper full of the early questions on the higher yes, paper yeah. and all the foundational core yeah, skills and all the underlying key stuff yeah, yeah. so I, I thought that yeah that was my big takeaway from that the other thing well. they did was they showed us that they are working with kangaroo oh, maths yeah, this was on like a, a new uh, it was, yeah, they're working on a revision guide and workbook. It's got all these quirky fonts. They've got this lovely thing where you rip off the corner of each page to feel like you're getting through the book. There's all these lovely touches. Yeah. And it did look pretty cool. It did look good. Um, so she asked for feedback on it today, and it'll be. I'm, I'm interested to see that coming out, because it does look like it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it sounds machines. like they want to do something completely different. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see how that goes. Fantastic. And then, does that bring us to the final, the final session, session of the day? yeah. Now, this was potentially the graveyard slot, wasn't it? Yeah. So this was, this was Graham coming. Now, I, I was up having a couple of drinks with Graham last night, <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure he'd planned the session when he went to bed so I was thinking God what is he going to be producing here but he produced the goods didn't he it was yeah. a great session yeah. it was um, essentially what he did he, he'd collected together all the uh, student responses on Twitter to the Edexcel paper so he would put up a question like uh, wham cycling across America oh, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. Um, and then he would share tweets that kids had done so the one uh, am I saying he's like, one? Oh, I'd say, how would you say one J-U-A-N right one let's go we'll go with we'll go with we'll go with one I don't know I can't I used to be able to say that so you've just made me forget how to say it it's not Juan, is it one 
One. You did you write down the tweet that the kid? Oh got yeah, yeah. So the, 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 he tweeted, "I don't know about Excel, but I think I'm going to get a, a grade one now." <laughs> grade one. Very, um, very good. But they were all hilarious. These tweets, like, oh, and it was so funny that they last year they put the Edexcel put the question in about Daniel Bates' 420 cakes, and it turns out that 420 is slang for marijuana. So did like, you know this though? I didn't know that particular bit of slang. No. <laughs> And he said that the examiner was mortified yeah. that they did that. Um, there were so many. Oh, there was um, like a Renee buys five kilograms of sweets. And then it was all about how much profit she makes. After all this really long question, she makes three pound profit. So all the, all the students on Twitter were like, all that work, good work, Renee, you made three pound profit. It was actually 30% profit, which is pretty decent given Cadbury's make 11% profit. That's right. um, but there was so, the, the things that these students say, they're really funny. Teenagers can be so yeah. funny. Um, and he, he showed all these tweets and it was... It's absolutely hilarious. And you talked about things like they, they use counters in a bag and, a, and not balls in a sack. <laughs> They're trying to do things to avoid getting these. Oh, it was, um, there was a girl who ran 100 metres in um, 12 seconds in their paper this year. And then everyone said, oh, that's so unrealistic what you're talking about at Excel. And then they said, actually, they found out that they, the world's fastest 11-year-old can actually do it in uh, 11, 11 seconds 94. So that that's was right. realistic. Because he was very adamant, weren't he, to, to prove that everything was realistic. Yeah, the one about there were um, there was a Venn diagram or something where it turned out that most people prefer going on holiday in Britain rather than France or Spain. And so, so um, someone tweeted, "Which UKIP dons from Edexcel think holiday, a holiday in Britain is better than a holiday in France or Spain?" <laughs> it's so funny. They got the kids out. And um, also, they don't like the questions where um, it says, "Explain why Lottie is wrong." Yes. Like they're they're like they, they the students say they're why are we doing the marking for Edexcel and oh I'm being a hypocrite here because I got the whole paper wrong. So that I tell and there was Lottie. a kid called Lottie. There was a kid called she. Yeah, she thought she was getting a, a bit abused there. Yeah. yeah, very good. And one kind of serious point from this, and I had a conversation with Graham about this last night um, in between drinks, so I think I can remember it pretty well, hopefully, was that the house price one, when I thought it was interesting. Oh, yes, because they all thought it was wrong. Yeah, yeah. so the um, it was about the price of a house, and it came out to be, like, say, 160 grand or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you had a child, and like maybe they were making a joke about it, but they said like, "What world are you living in where you can buy a house for 160,000 pounds?" And like Graham, I had a serious conversation with Graham about it. The fact that yeah, if you're a kid, and the, the example Graham gave, like living in Kensington or Chelsea yeah. or something like that, and you got that answer, like you couldn't envisage getting a house yeah. for that amount of money. Whereas yeah. if you're a kid from you know Blackburn, where, I, where I'm where I'm from, Northwest or Middlesbrough, Graham had like estate agents <laughs> yeah, did, from yeah. Middlesbrough saying that you can get a very decent yeah, house. For that kind of price. Yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're all wary of context such as football and things yeah. which may alienate some kids. Yeah. And there was the one, wasn't there, with the theatre prices went yeah, to the, the and circle. Yeah, and it said the circle, and they, they thought it was talking about a circle. Exactly. They were like pi r squared. They exactly. don't know the circle and Which theater. are more obvious ones, but yeah. something like house prices, yeah. it wouldn't have occurred to me yeah. that that would have been. But if you're getting a kid questioning their answer because yeah. of their knowledge, yeah of the real world then it's best not it, to have the context then it's best not yeah. to have it and I thought yeah. it was a real he, he was talking about where context sometimes helps and sometimes doesn't help yeah. um, it's really interesting but I think that Edexcel were kind of praised this year for cutting a lot of the context yes. out compared to last year I think so. they went a bit context overboard last and year and a little plug if, you, um, if you're interested in how exams are written I interviewed Trevor Senior one of the chief GCSE writers for AQA about for about an hour and a half about how he puts questions together and the thought processes they have to go through to do with context real life uh, social media new things and all that it's, it's quite interesting so that just about brings us to the end yeah the, the, the end the end tweet which absolutely made me laugh was a girl who tweeted in capitals no more maths no more maths no more she's celebrating no more maths no more maths and then she says only joking see you guys at retakes next year <laughs>
<laughs> Sad but probably Teenagers true. Teenagers are funny. Sad but probably true. So, um, and now we are going to, now just a bit of background for the listeners. Um, so last year at the Just Maths conference, uh, me and Joe, because what you do, you, you go to the conference and then you get a free ticket to Alton Towers. But Joe had booked a taxi, so we had time for one ride, so we got the monorail. We got to Alton Towers, we walked for about 15 minutes, got lost, made it to the Water Rapids, realised we had no time to go to the Water Rapids, turned around and came back. Yeah, and just about got my taxi. taxi. So this year we were determined to do it, so this time we've we've made it, we've done the Water Rapids. Yes, that was lovely, it was a very pleasant ride. And now we've got a, essentially a a fast pass (laughs) to the Wicker Man, the brand new, is it four million pound ride or something like that, there's fire. fire. And Joe's not a kind of... Well I've seen the Wicker Man and it's a very unpleasant film. And possibly the same experience because there could be death uh, in the Wicker Man here, but we're going to give it a go. So this may be, if Joe doesn't make it, this may be the last time we ever do one of these. But anyway, hope that's been useful. This has actually been the fourth conference takeaway podcast in five days. We've had Festival of Education Day 1 and 2, MathsConf 15, and then this. Hope you're finding these useful. As I say, we're in the midst of conference season, um, so I know people can't go to these, so we're just trying to give you some takeaways, some things that you can follow up um, if you can't make it. So, Thanks so much once again, Joe, for taking the time to join us. No problem. Thank you, Craig. And thank you very much for listening. You take care of yourselves and see you soon. Bye for now.